Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is... I don't know. What the hell is it? It's... It's... Uh, July 12th, 1996. Is the, uh, confusion setting in, Grandpa? Having a little sundowners happening? I don't know. The fuck is sundowners? <laughs> what does that mean? Haven't you noticed how old people just get confused at night? <laughs> I always thought that was an eyesight issue. No. Sundowners. What does that mean? So, like, when the sun goes down... <laughs> like like there's zombies just raging confused packs of old people on the street at night. Basically. Where's where's my pudding? <laughs> That's gonna be you someday. Oh my god. What a horror <laughs> horror filled picture of the future you've just painted for me. <laughs> Thanks. Anytime. You're just gonna be sitting there on the couch laughing at me. Yeah, pretty You're much. gonna know exactly where things are. And you're just going to laugh. <laughs> oh, you can't find your heart medicine? Ma! <laughs> oh, my. As I clutch my chest. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> back to, I don't know. Back to what? That's what, we start, what you started me with. <laughs> back to nothing. That's what, Back to the silence that preceded the beginning of this episode. Wow. Uh, what about 90210? So, Brandon is still with Emily. The former punk rock girl. Now the marine biologist girl. Yeah, like, what the fuck? They completely changed her. It's a different, it's a completely different character. Yeah. Which makes what happens in the show ridiculous. You mean because he's still all into her even though she's not the same? No, what they say to each other. Oh, Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous because, like we said, she's a completely different character. Yeah. At this point. No more euphoria. <laughs> more like you... Euphoria? See, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, my God. Although he did stop sleeping on the couch, at least. Oh, yeah. That's realistic. They're, they're cuddled up. They're cuddled up with their uh, their sitcom neighbor coming in. Yeah. But, like, she's weird. Like, she wants him to eat dim sum. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the fuck that is. Do it's you? Some sort of uh, Korean dish, I think. I don't know. But then, And then he ate ice cur- rice curds. Rice curds. You still almost said ice cream. I did. <laughs> kind of looks like ice cream. Uh, What's rice curd? I don't know. It's rice and yogurt, essentially. Gross. Yeah, that's what it is. Why? I don't know, because they like it. I don't know. Like, it has oh. that tanginess, but also the rice. Like, go eat some fucking, I don't know, broccoli pizza or whatever they eat in San Francisco. Oh, my God. Not dim sum. Broccoli. I mean, I guess they do have probably decent Asian food in you San would think Francisco. So? Yeah, they, they probably have... One of the largest Asian populations in this country. Right. Just like we have some pretty decent Middle Eastern food here. Oh, for sure. Very good Middle Eastern food here. <sighs> so, yeah, they're getting all close and cuddly and they talk about, they literally, like like you were hinting at, say they love each other. Mm-hmm. 
idiots. They talk about it first. He, for some reason, Brandon goes through all the collection of bodies that he left in the desert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and they try to give him like a uh, some of them a backstory. I mean, I think the Olympic girl is the only one that made it out of there. But I'll tell you what, we didn't see her in the Olympics. So true. I don't know. Maybe Tanya Harding got to her first or what? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. But he runs through all of them. And it's so weird that yeah. he's just telling her all this. And then he's he's like, but with all of them, I never said I love you. And she's like, oh, you know, when they talk about it, he's like, maybe I'm incapable of love and all this stuff. And Which was so stupid because two seconds after he says, maybe I'm incapable of love, he says, I love you. Yeah, because she says, I love you, Brandon. He says, I love you too, Emily. He doesn't know her anymore. Right. It's like we said. I mean, and I mean, maybe, I don't know. This, these are pretty drastic changes for a person. But maybe a person could make some of these changes. But you wouldn't know them anymore. I mean, they've, they've spent a lot of time apart, you know, and yeah. they don't know each other. But now he loves her. I think he just wants to love her. Yeah, he just wants to love anybody. He wasted his first I love you. Meh. Although I really do like this actress, but yeah, well, we'll probably never see her again. Yeah. So. Although we said that before, I don't know. She seems to be the one that can get away from his clutches. So I don't know. She might come back. But we know whose bed he ends up in uh, at the end of this season. So. Oh yeah. yeah it's not, not her. No. She's she's going off to France to yeah. do some marine biology program. That's the big secret. Is that the. I thought they said the Culinary Institute at first. But it was, yeah, that would make more sense. But it was some sort of a marine biology institute in France, which I don't I don't get. Yeah. France is not really known for its marine life. Like, being in California mm-hmm. seems like the place to be I mean, they for had, marine biology. They had a bunch of seals there, or sea lions, or whatever the hell they were <laughs> that she was talking about, about how they're there, and she could have studied them. Right. Yeah, There's so there's... I don't know all the different colleges, but there are good good marine biology programs. I know it, like UCLA and, and USC, and I would assume other ones in the area. And then talk about like the University of the Virgin Islands or um, uh, some of the Australian universities. Okay, places like that where there's much more marine life. Mm-hmm. There's the France has the Seine. Great, that's a great river. <laughs> no, and they're and they're on the coast of the uh, the English Channel and the Atlantic Ocean, but it's not like they're. I don't know. I just when I think of sea life, I don't think France. Yeah. So I wouldn't imagine they would have a. But like I like we said, a culinary institute in France that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I wish they would have done that. I wish they would have either had her go somewhere for marine biology that made mm-hmm. sense, or had her be into food. Yeah. There's that Codon Bleu school or whatever. That's a famous school in France. Yeah. Famous, like, culinary institute. But either way, she's ready to give it all up to stay with Brandon. Right. And then her nosy neighbor. Dimples. What? And his dimples. Right. But her nosy neighbor clues him in to what she's giving up. Yeah. And so then he makes her go because she says, if you love her, if you really love her, you'll make her go. So this is him trying to prove he really loves her. Yeah. And there's and she's very inappropriate in several. Like she tells him this one night when Emily didn't want to tell him. And she she tells him one night. Then the next morning, she's there bright and early in the morning. I don't see any bags packed. Did you tell her yet? That's that's her greeting to him. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're going to drag your feet on this just like Emily or whatever. It's like, 
What the fuck? Yeah, she's very bossy. You are. Is she the scriptwriter? <laughs> like, why does she think that she has uh, so much control over this situation? I do not know. It's a very strange. It's a ridiculous thing, and she's a ridiculous character. Yeah, I'm glad this storyline is over. It was it was kind of irritating. Brandon needs to move on to the I'm into politics storyline. Yeah. Yeah, he'll find his thing as it goes on, I guess. Mm-hmm. And and somewhere between here and the end of the season, he still hasn't met Claire. That's happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But so they they stand in front of a picture of the Golden Gate Bridge. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... And pour their feelings out for each other. And, you know, to prove that he really, really loves her, he quotes the movie Casablanca to her, which I don't think she recognized. Yeah, that was weird. And then... were you just tired, writers of this show? Right, seriously. That was a very good copy and paste job, everybody. (laughs) And then she's like, well, I don't like airport goodbyes, because it's like a scene from an old movie. It's like, you just did that. Like you can't, you can't steal from a movie and then be like, "Oh, but we know, we know we did, <laughs> right. so it's okay." <laughs> We're gonna call it out, so it's fine. And then she gets on the plane and leaves, and she's gone. Eh. Emily Valentine gone again. Bye bye. I wonder what if she comes back. I wonder what her next iteration will be. Well, maybe it'll be when they've all graduated. She'll come back as a marine biologist in California. That yeah. would make sense. Maybe she'd be a literal angel. At this point, considering where she went from and what she's going up to in Brandon's <laughs> mind. Right. She'll be talking to that one angel. Hey, they're going to get in the car accidents. <laughs> oh, my God. So what else happens in this episode, Carol? Well, Brenda has an acting workshop. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. Which <laughs> the director slash writer, whatever the person running the workshop... Writer and director. Writer, director, and producer. This guy wears all hats. All of them a beret. All of them douchey. (laughs) He has written a play talking about how we all wear masks. That's right. The masks we wear. And people are in literal masks. Yeah. It's not like Jim Carrey's The Mask, though. It takes itself way too seriously. That was Jim Carrey's The Mask was better than this play. But Brenda got the starring role, and I believe the reason is because he wants to see her naked. Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) Because he wrote this play for someone to take their clothes off. Mind you, it's not even like a full-on play. This is an acting workshop. Yeah. What? I mean, like, this isn't a big performance. This isn't a big deal. You shouldn't have to take off your clothes. (laughs) Yeah. For something that's not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Every time you take off your clothes, Carol, it's a big deal. Hey, now. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, at first she's like, I'm not doing this, but he talks her into it. Yeah, well, he's like, oh, it's this is the emotional crux of the play, and and we all wear masks, and this Mm. is our, our, our biggest armor is our clothes and all this bullshit. And imagine a pencil thinned mustachioed like caricature of pretentious theater like pretentious new york theater that's this guy yes for sure and yeah so he convinces her to take her clothes off so that's what's gonna happen she's got a little i don't know cape or cossack or whatever the hell you call it on (laughs) everyone else has these very uh festive (laughs) white pale masks they're they have 
pale, uh, like white pancake makeup or something like all over their face. Mm-hmm. But they also have these masks. Some of them are in the background. Some of them pass by her. She's like, you know, oh, uh, we need to shed these masks. And- but what is truth? Yes, what is truth? What the <laughs> fuck? What kind of line is that? Oh, my God. This thing. And I love how they called out how shitty this play is. Oh, yeah. Everybody was making fun of it. Her parents found out about the play, but they don't know. She, yeah, because she tried to get, she tried to not tell anybody. Yeah. At first, she was excited. She's like, oh, it's a workshop, and I have the starring role. And then once she realized she was going to have to take her clothes off, she decided to not tell anybody. Yeah. And and then, like, uh, Dylan, or, yeah, Dylan's like, I'm going to, uh, oh, uh, you know, I'll come see your play. And she's like, mm, maybe you shouldn't, though. It's just a, it's just a dumb <laughs> workshop. Don't do it, you know. I, she should have said it's nothing you haven't seen before. Right. Dylan. And Kelly's right there. Yeah, it seemed very weird. Like, him and Brenda were kind of flirting, but Kelly was there, and she was fine with it. And, yeah, she, like, uh, she, he's like, oh, I wouldn't miss it or whatever. And he leaves, and Kelly looks at Brenda like, mm, he's going to see your tits. You know, kind of like, shouldn't you be upset about that? I, 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 I don't get any of it. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Eventually, he's going to just have to get them both into bed. That's the only thing that makes sense right now. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, obviously. <laughs> well, no. I mean, unless they... Oh, God. My mind went a bad place. Oh, no. <laughs> unless they invite Brandon. Yeah. Is that what you were going to say? But then I remembered. They're I remembered. siblings. Yeah, that would be no good. Not only siblings, they're twins. <laughs> as related as you can get to a person. Right. Ew. <laughs> Holy shit. But yeah, somehow her parents find out, like somebody mentions to them. Dylan. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, they're at the fucking peach pit. Oh, yeah. Because what's his name? Joe E. Tata. What's his name? I don't know. Nat? Nat, yeah. Because Nat has to get uh, his two seconds of airtime in this episode. They go there and they're eating whatever, a a burger or something like that. And Dylan's like, oh, what about the... uh, what about the home cooking or whatever? Like, 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 uh, Cindy isn't fucking deserving to not cook a meal once in a right. while. And she's like, well, you know, the kids are out of the house, so. I'd but go, they're not. But I'd give myself a break. I mean, that's what's fucked up is like both her kids are still there. They're just not eating there anymore. Yeah. She's never going to be really free. <laughs> Seriously, I don't Holy think those shit. ones are ever moving you, out. You've got some doom and gloom going on there. This. <laughs> Are you have some demons that you're dealing with? Hey. Mark, you're going to be a fucking uh, insane, forgetful <laughs> monster when you're older, dying from uh, not being able to find your nitroglycerin pills. And Cindy, you're never going to be free. Those kids are a fucking anchor to your n- ankles. Anyway. Um, okay, so they all go to see the play, all of them, all her friends, her parents. She yeah. sees her parents, parents are, are out the there. Front row, front and center. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, my parents are here. And someone's like, oh, they've seen you naked before. It's like, yeah, 17 years ago. Yeah, that's gross. Things have happened since <laughs> they saw me naked. So it turns out that she actually has like some kind of leotard thing on underneath. Yeah, it looked like a, like a very tight black dress or something i don't know yeah and she's like acts like she's trying to take it off and she can't get it yeah, off and give, give me a second ooh, ooh, ooh. it's actually pretty funny and everybody laughs and it seems like the best part of the whole play yeah and then she takes off that dress and under it an identical dress <laughs> 
or leotard or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And she's like, maybe masks are, are not such a bad thing. <laughs> and she can changes the, the message of the play completely. And then the guy's pissed. Now, I think he's pissed because he didn't get to see her boobs. Yeah. But he's mad. She also fucked with his work. I, I get it. Yeah. And he's like, uh, and she's like, it was the best part of the play. You know, you just take chances. And I took a chance and it worked and all this bullshit. And instead of just saying, look, I didn't want to get naked in front of my mom and dad. You want to uh, fire me? Good. That's fine. I don't need to do this. Right. And, you know, he's all like, I gave you a chance, you know, stuff. I mean... It was some uh, some really bad bullshit. But then eventually he's like, no, don't change a thing. It's great. And then he walks away. And she just kind of stares at him and she's like, thanks. Like, what the fuck kind of... Why, don't do the play anymore, Brenda. Or don't yeah. do the workshop or whatever. Move on to something else. Yeah, I didn't really like their interactions. Why either. do you need this fucking prick's play? I don't get it. So that was Brenda. And then Steve... Steven Sanders. Like, last week it was the girls that were, were we were focused on that were rushing their sororities. Well, they're, he's, they're still doing it, too, kind of. Because mm-hmm. at the beginning, we're, we're doing the, you know, they're marching in their face makeup or whatever. No, that wasn't, that was the end of the last one, I think. No, that was the beginning of this episode. Because that's when they kiss. I, okay. They kiss. And, oh, and they did that stupid music? Yeah, Dylan and, Dylan and uh, what's her name, Jenny Garth. What's her name? Kelly, yeah. uh, share a kiss, and it sounds like uh, it's not, it sounds like a fairy is getting its wings. It's so fucked up. Like I don't like. It's like this show is making itself cheesier and cornier <laughs> as it goes on, and it needs to stop. It's like it's kind of making fun of itself, but it, you're not quite sure. Why if- wasn't there pixie dust raining down on them? That's what I want to know. <laughs> right with this music. So yeah, I don't know if they're back together or what, but they definitely had a kiss. And Steve is, like, forced to dress up like a girl. Yep. And stand there and hand out pictures of him dressed up like a girl in the, what, the quad or whatever the Why fuck Why do you, do you think it. that's, do you think that uh, guys are going to grab those pictures and then have some solo activities? That's so gross. Because, I mean, like, I don't understand the the point of it otherwise. It's like, what the fuck? That's a really fucked up thing. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I really don't. I don't think anybody would look at that picture and masturbate, even if they were You'd have to be gay, into probably, like right? transvestite dudes or whatever. Like he, yeah. he didn't look that good. No, no. Uh, you know who looked better was John Leguizamo. Right. Yes, he was a very pretty girl. And to Wong Fu, <laughs> thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. So there's that. They keep making him drop down and give me 20. And oh, yeah. the, the, uh, John Sears had him recite the alphabet while he was doing push-ups, which is really shitty. John Sears is trying to break him because he's pissed off that he wouldn't let him fuck a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want him to be part of their sorority anymore. No, because he... because he, fraternity. Because he frowns down on statutory rape. <laughs> yeah, we don't need any of those assholes. I mean, what the fuck? So then they they tell him he has to go steal one of the professors' signed baseball signed Jack, by Jackie Robinson. Jackie, Jackie Robinson, yeah, the uh, the first uh, black major league baseball player, number forty two. But also, it's that dumb professor whose wife is fucking around on him uh, that is obsessed with sports. <laughs> yeah, it's that one. I can't remember his name, but you know Brandon's favorite professor. Yes. So and they give him a key 
And he's like, ooh, legacy key. He's like, I've, been, I've done this before. Man, I've been almost, down this road before. I almost got kicked out of school. And they're like, you're going to fucking do it. They're like, yeah, we know. Why do you think we chose this? And the thing is, is I don't think he'd get kicked out of college. I think that, especially that professor would be like, oh, it's their, it's their fun little prank thing. Like, you know, I, I get this. They do it every year. Like, because it's not like they were going to steal it and then, what, sell it? I don't know. What were they? He had to retrieve it. He had to bring it to them. Like, what are they going to do? Just give it back? Probably. That would my, be my guess. Hmm. I mean, it's like when they, when you assemble an automobile inside of somebody's office or something like that. They do pranks like that somewhere, you know. Like, they what? they assemble, they bring something in there and then they assemble it inside the, like, the dean's office. Something that's way too large to get out the door. Like, you have to bring it in piece by piece and assemble it. That's like, there you go, you know, you're fucked, ha They don't, like, they don't just, like, leave that there. They, eventually they come back. We never see it in the movies and stuff. There's never a scene of them, like, after their triumphant high fives and stuff. It's like five hours later and they're taking the stuff apart, <laughs> somberly taking it back to their, their uh, frat house. Right. But it happens. Well, hopefully you're right. I mean, hopefully Steve doesn't suffer any major consequences. But, man, I mean, John Sears is such an ass. I really, really hate him. Yeah, they've turned him into quite the villain. But, yeah, uh, Steve does get caught. I guess we should should mention that. Security guard walks in and sees him. Yeah, security guard's like, spread him! He says, (laughs) spread him. Yeah. (laughs) What is he planning on doing? Right, you're already wearing a dress. Steve in that dress. (laughs) Oh, goodness. But uh, I think, and I said this, that my speculation is that John Sears tipped off the security. That he yeah. Was, that he was like, oh, hey, somebody might be trying this. You better uh, better keep an eye out because he wants Steve to get in trouble because he's a piece of shit. Makes and sense. Steve's like, I'm not going to quit because then John Sears wins and I'm going to win because we know how competitive Steve is. Is he? Is he going to win? I don't I think know. so. Yeah, eventually, because, you know, he outs that uh, dude for being gay. Right. <laughs> oh, Becomes Steve. the hero of the fraternity because he purges it of homosexual members. <laughs> I think that was pretty much it for this episode. I mean, everyone else is kind of not doing anything. Donna's whatever. Yeah. Uh, she was there. Yeah. Uh, Brian Austin Green leans forward. When he thinks that Shannon Doherty's going to take off her clothes. Oh, yeah, he was so says, happy. And says, maybe this uh, maybe this won't be so boring after all. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So... Do you have any, any final thoughts on this? Uh, any any Jerry Springer-style final thoughts on this, uh, this episode? Um, I just hope Brandon gets back to uh, normal and uh, Steve does not end up in jail. Yeah, well, we'll see. Brenda ends up in jail at some point, I think, right? That's when you started watching the, this back a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. I believe she ends up in jail at some point. Yeah, because she, like, freed some animals or something. Oh. I didn't actually watch some of those episodes. Some of those episodes you watched on your own, because we used to do separate TV shows. Yeah. But now we spend a lot of evening, like, prime time watching shows together, so. A lot more uh, togetherness. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, why don't you uh, tell the people... Uh, please go to our website at latefee9094.com. Or, actually, that's where you can write us. Our website is retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. What else? <laughs> uh, tell your friends. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>